Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So the sweet sounds of Kevin Buddy Wilson and online... We're trying to work out why we're actually online. It's hump day with Swanee and Friends, Dane Swan, Samantha Riches, and special guest, Corey McKinnon. Hello, all. Recurring guest. You know, mate. Is that what it is? Is it a recurring guest? Is that what we'll we're recurring, sir? Yeah, absolutely. Well, he's Welcome been on back. more than most of the time. Isn't that what that means? Yeah, it's fellow, fellow West Meadows royalty. That's what it is. Absolutely. The good thing is, with being the online, and Sam's going to tell us why we are in a minute, means A, we can get you, Corey, and B, Swanee, we're getting all different types of noises that we've previously been missed out on. We've got food, we've got drinks. Because you're what? You're dehydrated and you're hungry. I just finished footage training, and um, yeah, an Easter buddy came to my house um, yesterday. So Nutrition is key. Yeah, before me boy does. Pardon? Nutrition is key. I'm not sure that Tate's going to get up in the middle of the night and steal your Easter eggs, Dane. I think you're safe for a few years. He fucking wouldn't want to, I'll tell you. It'd be the last thing he ever does. <laughs> Look, let's get into it because this, this has been a week end for heroes. Zach Bailey, Harry Mackay, Josh Bruce, 10 goals. No bigger hero, though, when you look at Twitter. And it says, it says this. Last week. Just finished travelling by air for the first time with a baby. Holy shit. No more getting to the airport. 20 minutes before the flight goes. Most certainly only Gary, Gary luggage is gone. I think I've just moved house. Dane, talk us through it. It was a solid day. I haven't sweat that much in a long time. <laughs> um, well, I was all going smoothly until um, I actually we actually put Tate on the conveyor belt. But <laughs> 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 um, well, the lady ran after him and was like, what are you doing? I was like, well, that, what do you mean? <laughs> hey, babies and pets go fucking down there. But, um, <laughs> Didn't even take the baby out of the capsule. Just straight in. Wait, straight no in the car. No worries. Um, gave me a little treat and away you went. But, um, it's fucking hectic, eh? You wouldn't want to be running, you wouldn't want to be running late or doing it on your own. 
Well, Corey, your kids are a lot older. You know, are you feeling for Dane having a three week old or however many weeks on the, on a plane? Seven and a half. It's bad that when you when you're six foot five, the words that you dread are uh, when the when the your partner says, "Can you please go to the toilet and change the nappy in one of those toilets?" Now, when you're six foot five, at the best of times, <laughs> you are a little bit cramped for room. But and then the other thing is, at the time the the, the baby usually decides to do one straight up the back, so you've got to you've got to. <laughs> so it's it's just a real good experience, isn't it, Swanny? Oh, yeah, it's great. Well, one game I was actually really good at in kindergarten, which I've carried through to this, is you ever played dead fish? <laughs> <laughs> Where you just pretend to be dead while you sleep. <laughs> I'm an old time. I, I just like lay there and like Taylor push me. I'll just I'll just win the battle. I'll just close my eyes and I'll, I'm just I'll pretend, I'll pretend. It's weird. She knows I'm pretending to be asleep. I'm pretending to be asleep, but I'll just keep. I'll just out pretend her. You just need one of the. You need one of the umpires, Swanee, where they just go stand and just don't move. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but he was pretty good actually. Like it was just like he fed on the way up, slept all the way, then fed on the way down. So the actual flight wasn't the problem. It was it was just getting there and like leaving and going over. I didn't even know there was a thing called oversized baggage. <laughs> I was like, where the fuck's the pram in that going? And they're like, the pram's like, they're like oversized baggage. Where the fuck's that? What's oversized baggage? It was, it was, it was an experience. But um, the, we got there, but mate, just carrying to, it needs to be an Olympic sport. Like, the amount of shit you have to carry from the car. <laughs> like, mate, I had about 15 things on me. Like, the baby seat, the car seat, the pram falls up into seven different things. Like, then you're under pressure trying to unfold it all. So you can do it at home, like, no problems. But, under pressure in front of people in the airport trying to snap it and lock it and mate, I was all sweating quite profusely by the time we got on the plane. I reckon, I reckon Swanee has taken more gear away up to where'd you go, Sydney? Uh, Gold Coast. Uh, Gold Coast, you've what, gone up there for how many days? Six days or something like that. Six, you've taken more gear up there in six days than what you take overseas in six months. Oh. No doubt, and mate, the only things we only things we got to take were a couple of pairs of jocks and a pair of thongs. <laughs> well, that was it, mate. It was it's a lot. It, it's a lot for six days for that way. It's just all his shit. Like, and it, it, it just it just doesn't stop. Like, Taylor couldn't sleep on the flight because she had to be with him. I, I slept pretty well, but um, mate, it was it was and then it pissed down rain up there, so it was useless. Then I thought I was going to get stuck <laughs> up there. So, yeah. Now, what, now, what about this? Because when you, when we last left you, you thought uh, Queensland were going into lockdown. You thought this could be a long holiday. Yeah. No, uh, I'm eating an egg. Sorry, Easter bunny come. Um, <laughs> Do they so, check your skin um, folds, Dane, at the at the football club that you're at this year? Can be cream egg. They're not bad. Uh, Easter bunny knows what I like. Um, <laughs> Do they check my skin folds? Yeah, do they? Is your nutrition monitored at this um, level of football that you're now playing at these days? You're being facetious there, Sam. Or... <laughs> Good word. Good um, word there, Dane. I don't think I don't, some of some of us down. I don't think they have calipers big enough. <laughs> um, but uh, what were we talking about before Sam really interrupted us <laughs> <laughs> with a joke about my weight? But <laughs> um, how much gear you had to carry? Uh, yeah, no. Nah, so I was, yeah, it was hectic. Um, yeah, it was, it was quite, it was quite a pain. Like usually, like I said, you get up half an hour before, straight through boarding, but not anymore. Well, you mate, you got to be there an hour and a half before just to make sure everything gets packed on. Um, 
It's quite the experience. Quite the experience. I don't know how people do it with two. Got me fucking dead set. And what was it like, Dane, as as a Melbourneian who's obviously been through, you know, the harshest lockdown in the world, and you know, living with masks for a long time? Well, you, you were basically, I guess, a, a professor when it comes to living with COVID. Did you tell them how to how it was done? Yeah, felt normal. Like straight, mate, literally straight back up, straight in the mask. Like straight mask at the airport, mask in shopping centres. Was just couldn't win. Like finally, get, Melbourne comes COVID free, and then we get up there and. Fucking back in a semi-lockdown, so <laughs> um, just by luck. But, yeah, man, I was all masks in the casino, like masks in restaurants and, and Pacific Fair in the rest in the shopping centres and stuff like that. So, listen, it was half a waste of time, but, you know, it was good just to <clears> – more for Taylor just to get up so she didn't have to, like, cook and – didn't feel like she had to cook and clean that all the time down here and be in her own house. So, it was nice for a few days. The first two or three days were nice. The rest was just shit out, just pissed down away. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but well, so we're back now, and I can. We got the first one out of the way. Well done. First holiday. Very um, very good effort. Yeah. Well, I guess there was. Well, there was only one thing to come out. One wasn't not a dilemma, but one thing I wanted to bring to the group here, and, and Corey knows Aaron. Um, so uh, me and cousin Aaron has a place on the water there, and there was a, a bout of um, his his. Youngest boy, Darcy, um, was at daycare the day before they left, which is last Tuesday. It's not important. but um, So they had a bout of gastro going through the, the daycare. So um, this was – so they got up on the Wednesday and they told us – so on Thursday we went and went to, you know, rickshaws and had a few beers. This was – because we were meant to have a – one of the reasons we were going, we meant to have me, other mate owns a vodka company. He had a big boat party for like 250 people. That was on a Thursday. Then <laughs> like had a, he had like a penthouse book. So I was like, that was the boys' day. You know, that we're going to go out have, have, <laughs> yeah, have, have a, have a like, you know, get together with a few mates up there and have a good time. But obviously that all got cancelled because of COVID. So there was no happier person on the Gold Coast than Taylor that um, <laughs> that all the, that all the parties got cancelled. So. Or like, fuck, we still need to go have a few beers, just the boys. So I went out and had a couple. Then we went to a bar and watched the Collingwood game. Now, Aaron was like, shit, I'm feeling crook. So long story short, he started to get gastro. So he went, ran to the toilet, coming out both ends, whatever. And, <laughs> and then so we got out. Actually, he's feeling shit out, apparently. So, and I was, I was quarter time or something, half time. So this is the question. Do you think this is okay what I did? So he was he rang. He's missed it, goes, come pick us up. I was like, mate, we'll just get in a fucking cab. By the time she comes and gets us and go back, it'll be quicker. It'll be longer. So, he, mate, he was crook as like in the back. Now, we're on our way home. Now, this is, do you think this is acceptable? I pulled in a 7 Eleven and I stopped for ice cream and lollies. <laughs> no. Pardon? No, that's not acceptable. Why? Well, he ruined my night. So, I was like, well, I'm but He's I need- about to ruin the back of the cab. Well, that's not my problem. <laughs> It'll become your so, problem when you like, have to sit in it. His missus is like, did you stop, did you stop for 7-Eleven? I was like, what do you mean? I was hungry. So is that, a, is that an acceptable thing to stop while your mate's crook as a dog in the back? Can you pop into 7-Eleven for an ice cream and a pack of lollies? Well, oh, the fact that he, he didn't go back home by himself showed how sure. brave you were. <laughs> I'm a gentleman. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and I'm the only one who didn't get it. So I've got a guy and guts. So everyone else had like 
not was knocked down like him. So like everyone either had like a running out or felt a bit grumbly, but I I, I felt fucking like tipped the whole time. Maybe that's because you've had COVID, Dane. You've you've built up an immunity Good to all point. the other lesser germs. Twice, I've had it twice. Yeah, twice. So you're basically immune and, from uh, the common gastro these days. Yeah. And then I guess and the other thing that has happened this morning, which I'd like to get the the group's opinion, <laughs> was so we got a new. A favourite couch got the ass this morning. We we obviously bought the couch in January, a new couch in January or something, and it got removed this morning. And the new one came in the Savo, and I was like, oh, whatever. And I was going to go do something. I want to go train or something. Miss Taylor was like, oh, are you going to be here when you have to be here when the removal is here? I was like, I'm what for? She goes, in case they need help. I was like, excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> like in case they need help. I said help. I'm not getting fucking paid to move the couch. <laughs> I said, there is zero chance I'm helping move that couch. I don't care if he's sweating his ass off. It takes him three hours to get it down. I'm not doing it. It's not my job. She said, what do you mean? I said, well, I'll give him a glass of water. She goes, oh, like, I'm not helping. Like, does anyone else think you should help people do their job if you're Sorry. not part of your, if it's not your job? Well, if they're, if they're getting paid to do it, it's, it's technically their job, so I'm, I am in, in agreement. That's right. And I'm like, oh, listen, I've had a hard life. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Did you let well, him use your toilet, Dane? That's the point, Dane. So I'm you not- haven't thought this through because when Taylor said you can give him a hand, it's not to actually help him. It's to make sure he doesn't use your toilet. Mm. No, I stood, outside, I stood outside the toilet. Make sure like a gatekeeper, like a <laughs> bouncer. Exactly, like, like a bouncer. Look, so, I've, done, I've helped out my... in the past when I've been a student and you're paying these removalists by the hour and they quote you, like let's say they quote you 500 bucks for, you know, however many hours. When I was a student, I definitely did help because I wanted it to go as quick as possible because I knew they were on the clock by the hour and they take their time if they're on the clock by the hour. And I was like, I know what okay. you guys are up to here. So I would help then, yeah, no, but the last okay. few times, no, I haven't helped because that's what you're paying for, a service, right? Yeah, no, okay, that's a fair point. If it's by the hour, yeah, that's, that's a fair point. But, like, if it's just a flat fee, like, mate, I put my feet up. Oh, you, oh, you want this couch now, do you? Just carry me out with it. <laughs> oh, I know I'll just get up and walk off. But um, they were my two sort of life dilemmas that happened in my life over the week. And apart from that, fucking not much because I've got a seven-week-year-old baby. <laughs> Seven-week-year-old. Sam, can I just pick your brain for here for a sec? Yes, because yes. when Dane said ever played dead fish, yes. I read a uh, there was a, one of those surveys that go around last week about how women do what is it eighty percent of the housework or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Now I don't think that's a sexism thing. I think it's because women have higher standards than men, and we're happy to just do fuck all, and to the point yeah. where women go, "Well, I'll do it." It's not that we're being sexist; yeah. it's just we're lazy. Yeah, yeah we've, exactly. We've come across this issue in, in our house, and that is the dishwasher and the sink are probably about, well, I'm looking at it now, probably about 30 centimetres apart as far as bench space goes. And no matter what time of the day or what he's doing or where he's come from or where he's going, he just can't seem to quite get the dishes in the dishwasher, even if it's empty and, and even if it's being filled, it, they always go in the sink. And I, and I said to him... Another Olympic sport. Yeah, I said to well, him like two need- days ago, can, get, babe, I, 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 the dishwasher is empty so you can put them straight in there. Then we don't have dishes piling up in the sink. I don't have to put my hands in mucky water in a couple of days' time. Gross. Just put it in the dish. Yes, babe. <laughs> yes, babe. Of course, I'm not babe. Sure it makes I've talk, sense. talked about this. 
on on this, but mate, it's like a game of Tetris putting shit in my dishwasher. There's certain like not a lot of yeah, bowls have to go on a certain part, forks have to go in this part. Like, yeah, it's a this, lot. This pan, this pan, this pan can't go in the dishwasher. This can't. I said, well, why the fuck do we buy that pan? Can't go in the dishwasher. The great, why do they design them that way? And that's and that's well, the other thing. What, I got what, home from work what, today. And I had deliberately, on purpose, unpacked the dishwasher before I left so that when he came home for lunch, he could just put them straight in there and I got home and the sink was full of dishes again. And I said to him, I said, babe, the dishwasher. And he goes, yeah, babe, I've got a lot on my mind and you do such a good job. That was his response. Oh, <laughs> apparently, I'm, apparently I'm... Emily, explain how you said. Well, let bake a bake of bread. <laughs> apparently, that's his response. I'm good at it. I'm oh. quite good at it. He's got a lot on. Well, well, that's that's kind of your fault, Sam. I know. Yeah. So it's because, I shouldn't do it. You look at that it. way. You shouldn't you've, do it. You've, you've you've set a standard, yeah. and that's unfortunately that's a too high a bar for your partner to reach. So if exactly. you want that standard set, unfortunately, you're going to have to do it yourself. Exactly, and exactly back to what Ralph said, my standards are a bit higher. So he's happy for them to stay in the sink, whereas I'm not. So I end up putting them in the dishwasher myself. It's amazing a tennis. It's amazing tennis ball. A tennis ball can actually put shit in a washing machine in a dishwasher. For context, yes, for context, Dane. Um, Sam's a tennis ball. (laughs) We're looking at a tennis ball. Three of us and a tennis ball. (laughs) Hey, Corey, uh, how are you feeling this week, mate? Because normally you'd be going to the Masters. Sad face. Uh, well, I don't know. We didn't get to go last year either, but um, yeah, it is. It is a great week. It's it. It's uh, as much as going to the Masters itself. I, I used to love, you know, I mean, all the people. It's one thing that one thing that Australians are, are very good at is Dane just finishes off his drink. Um, <laughs> can you hear that? Sorry, it was a yes, water bottle. The, you can the, hear that. He's about to burp and fart. Look at what it is. It does ASMR. Look, it was. It was. Look, it was always such a great week that within. A day of like twenty Australians meeting one another. You're all you're all doing what Swanee's doing. You're burping and farting and and very comfortable within each other's company. But it's yeah, always a, a fantastic week, Masters week. So you took uh, how many times did you take tour groups there? Because I reckon this would be, that would be the type of thing where after a while, you, you, the enjoyment you would get would be people seeing the Masters for the first time, or Augusta for the first time. Yeah, and it's something, again, when I, I think about it, that's why I always used to get a buzz out of it, like seeing people's reactions when they come back from the course. That's what nearly made it all worthwhile. And, um, yeah, I think I did 11 or 12, and I put the cue back in the rack, I think, the year that Tiger Tiger won, and that was that was good enough seeing that. So, And who knows, that might be his last major and last golf tournament he could ever win. Yeah. So what was your favourite favorite memory of, of, the, of going there? Favorite memory? Um, oh, look the the year that the year that Adam Scott won was obviously one of the great ones. Um, it was interesting that day because it, I suppose in horse racing parlance, Ralph, if we if we couldn't fucking win it that that day, we never were. We had Adam Scott, Jason Day, and Mark Leishman, so we had the the trifecta going in the U.S. Masters, and I followed Jason Day around all the day and. Just as a little side story, his manager said to me that day, he goes, oh, look, if Jason Day wins the Masters, you can run the victory lap. And um, so, I, you know, I mean, I was already up for a big day, so I'm shitting what's myself. The, what's the victory lap? Well, he basically said that if, if Jason wins, that when he goes around Australia, you can do all the appearances and okay. all the... Oh. Yeah, so... 
So fast forward to the 16th hole and Jason Day makes it, uh, makes birdie on the, sorry, on the 15th hole and Jason makes birdie and goes two shots up in the Masters. I don't know who was more nervous, Jason or me, because then I started thinking, right, I've got to in Eddie, I've got to do all these things. And, and Jason promptly went bogey, bogey and sort of stuffed up his chances. But the one thing I was very fortunate that year that Adam Scott was in the group behind. And I was very fortunate to be on 18 and it, and it was still that famous vision that we all see on Fox Sports with the Adam Scott fist pump. But for those that haven't seen it, there's actually a great photo of Mark Leishman and Adam Scott on that green where you've got Adam Scott with a full fist pump. But in the background, you see Mark Leishman giving it a fist pump. So it's sort of like if one of your mates can't win it, well... Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. Well, if you can't win it, you want one of your mates to, and that's what, that was the great thing about that particular year. Yeah, and how'd you go the chaperoning Sam Newman for his uh, one appearance there? Well, you know him, Ralphie. That it's <laughs> there's nothing, nothing's ever straightforward, and everything's funny. So even just a simple exercise like going to Starbucks was funny, and and then we had the like we were very lucky that we were guests of the PGA Tour. We actually went to P, uh, TPC Sawgrass. So for those that don't know, TPC Sawgrass is the one with the, the famous island green, the stadium hole at TPC Sawgrass. So we we're fortunate enough to go and play that course, and we were, we were guests of the PGA Tour. We went in the clubhouse. We had lunch with the commissioner of the PGA Tour, and Sam was always as Sam does, and, and Ralphie, you would have seen this look many a times. It's sort of like he's asking for permission to ask a particular question. And for Sam in America, and as you guys would have seen in the studios when you've done the podcast, he would have, he's very fond of Donald Trump, isn't he? With his make a great, America great. And we haven't gone out in the course at this stage, and right halfway through lunch, Sam's given me that look at, as if to say, can I ask him the question, which when Sam was in America, this meant, can I ask them, do they like Donald Trump? Now, for those that don't understand America, everyone on the outside is not a fan of Donald Trump and everyone in the middle <laughs> is. And we were on, we were in Florida at that time and you could have heard a pin drop at the lunch table when Sam unleashed the, uh, the, the positive virtues of how good Donald Trump was and the commissioner of the PGA Tour, and I'm kicking Sam underneath the table going, we're not out in the fucking course yet. Can you just pull up? <laughs> well, well, Sam's been cancelled in Adelaide too, I've just read, hasn't he? Uh, I think something's just come through. I've missed that one. I, I just knew he was cancelled. I only sent the headlines. What's he done? No, I think the party was meant to do a couple of shows or something over there, like a couple of like, Sports and night with one met one a night with Sam whatever and I think some people wrote to the pub and saying like we're not happy with you having Sam and they've cancelled his gig or something that which is absurd like like I guess we've talked about we've talked about it in nauseam but like if you're not going to go to see him why do you why does anyone give a fuck <laughs> if, if people like like I don't I don't comedians like the Melbourne Comedy Festival's on if you don't like a comedian. Don't go and see him. It's none of your business. Like people and I do things. If you don't like me, don't come. Like who cares? If you don't like this podcast, don't listen to it and don't try and cancel a mate of ours. Like, mm. like it's fucking ridiculous. Mm. Like, it's- yeah, I've got it here. The extra long ruckman turned media personality was supposed to take part in an evening with Sam Newman at Lady Bay Hotel in Normanville later this month, but now has a hole in his schedule. The advertiser reports the pub changes mind in the event after com- customers complained. Yeah, you know how many? How many reckon would have complained? Two? Eight. Eight, okay, yeah. And how many were going? Maybe 80 to 100 were probably happy to see him? Yep. 
Yeah, Ralphie, Ralphie, one of the funnier things that you learn about Sam, that, and I don't know, you may recall this, we were at Atlanta Airport and we were about to head home and we're sort of at Atlanta Airport, which is, I don't think Swanee wouldn't have been to that part of the world, Atlanta. It's probably not close to base. I've been through it. I've been through it on my way to... Or a stopover, only Miami. the airport. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably, yeah. We're, so we're at the airport, we're having a meal before we get on the plane, before we go back to LA, and we order a pizza. So Sam orders his pizza and I order mine. Sam, I don't know for those that don't know, and Ralphie is probably having a laugh already, Sam does not eat the crust. So he can order a pizza. He, he scrapes everything off the pizza, <laughs> left the entire pizza without a... Single fork mark or a knife mark, in it. <laughs> and he scraped everything off. I just, I was in total amazement. <laughs> Every single footy show uh, production meeting, a, a big plate of sandwiches would come, and Sam would get eight sandwiches, take two pieces of bread, and pile up all the fillings <laughs> from eight sandwiches, just so he's got just only two pieces of bread only. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, now, what, what, what? What golf? What's your best golf story you got for us, Corey? Before we move on, and ask him some other pertinent things. Now, I'll, I will take out the names of the people that were involved <laughs> in this, but it does involve a a very famous golfer that was playing <clears throat> the Presidents Cup uh, when it was at Royal Melbourne. I think it was one of the first time rounds when it was at Royal Melbourne, and this particular golfer was staying at Crown Towers and. Um, in his wisdom, you're away from home and then you're flicking through the in-house movies at, at Crown Casino. And um, I'm sure Swanee's been up there a few times and yeah. like we all have. And uh, Not bad up there. When, when, he's, when he's flicking through the in-house movies, he's flicked through and happens to get to that particular channel where um, there's a couple of maybe ladies on there doing doing their thing. and Netflix cooking show. Just one of the cooking shows in the in the Crown in-house movies and decides, well, you know what? This is actually fantastic, this stuff. I, I like it that much. I'm going to get out the video camera and record this one, and I'll show the boys on the bus oh when, we go to the president, when we go to the President's Cup tomorrow. So go down, and then they get down in the Crown foyer down there, and um, you got the likes of Greg Norman and all these famous golfers that are on the on the bus, but... One thing that happened this particular golfer when he stood up and then put in the video cassette, he actually didn't realise there was a reflection that was straight off the TV <laughs> when he filmed the Jew said <laughs> movie and there he was in his all his glory. Um, <laughs> he basically filmed himself. <laughs> Did he have a one wood or a putter? <laughs> I think he might have had the driver out, Ralph. <laughs> All right, can I ask you two on a footy question, just to straighten up, because it involves both of you. One, you've been underneath him, Dane and Corey. You're a master of the art, art of ruck work. How does Brody been Grundy? Underneath him. Sorry, no, I left Were that one. Were you there that night? <laughs> Brody Grundy. How does he get sixty yeah. hitouts and Collingwood lose? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Um, oh well, well, I don't think it's no going through the X's and O's here, but obviously they don't do enough work to um, benefit from his stoppages. And so the, the game these days isn't so... It's not focused on stoppage work anymore. So it's all about rebound footy. So they might, I don't know what the clearance numbers were, but they might get and kick it forward. But if the forwards don't mark it or the midfielder doesn't kick it, kick it well, what is it? The Ruckman could be fucking Polly Farmer, you know what I mean? Or Dean Cox. So, um, yeah, it's something they'll have to work on, obviously. I'm not sure Collingwood's midfield is as elite as it once was. You know, Scott Perry picked that up good. I'm not sure what it says about Collingwood when you, their best player is still Scott Penelbury. Yes. It's, there's got to come a time where someone has to go past him. And no, no, none of these young kids have yet. Now, it may come, but like they have to start to get some midfielders to go past Scott and Steele. Because they're – and Tay. Um, they need to – there's not a lot of – doesn't look like there's a lot of exciting depth Mid, you know, midfielders are coming for now could be proven wrong, but um, yeah, they clearly have to find a way to use his influence because you know him and Max Gorn are obviously the two dominant ruckmen. And you look at the week, or look at what Nick Nat did on the weekend, like the West Coast game, like he was unbelievable in the centre bounce. Now Brody doesn't have those kind of hops; he's a different kind of ruckman. But um, yeah, if they could take advantage of that, it'd help. But the short answer is, fuck if I know, because I'm not a ruckman and I'm not in their midfield stuff, so. So they'll review it, but and the other thing is when you when you know you, you're going to, he's going to win all the hitouts. Their opposition, the opposition mid, are right, right. We're not even going to worry about our ruckman. We're just going to be head, man on man, goal side defend. So they're defending all the time. So usually when you've got an even ruck contest, you've got one of their mid, a midfielder from each group going into a hit zone, so it creates a bit of space. When you've got three blokes just, I assume, following. The Collingwood mid, it's a lot harder to get space. So it's a combination of things, but um, yeah, they clearly need to figure out a way to use his dominance a lot more because um, well, they obviously need it because they don't have an electric midfield, so they need to get first use and get it forward because they can't don't have the leg speed to run through sides. Corey, yeah, I, I think it's a combination of things. I think even what Swanee said. Maybe he can take a bit of what Nick Nat does, and I think just with his hits, that if he's winning sixty hitouts, I, I, think, he, I think he's got to be prepared to actually, yeah, like break, like go a bit longer, like Nick Nick Nat does, and really, so what if they end up going to someone else? But you're not gonna you're not gonna be any worse than what you're doing now. I, I did watch a lot of it, and it seemed like a lot of the hits are all 
just the same every single yeah. time. And see, see, that might be that might be coming from the coach's box. Listen, mm. you know, we don't have leg speed on the outside, so we want to keep it in tight, keep it a nice physical game. That that might be a direction from the box. Like, so it's hard to know unless you're on the inner sanctum. Like all these so-called experts who do the TV shows, they've got none of them have got any fucking idea because they're not inside. They can watch as much tape as they want and say, well, he's not doing well, but. The, the message might be, boys, we want to keep it in tight and make it a shift fight because they used to happen with us. I'm sure it used to happen with Corey. Like, against certain sides, you're right, oh, they're great on the outside. Let's keep it in. Fucking, we've got bigger bodies. Let's keep it a shift fight, get it forward and go again. So that could be a direction. Or they just don't have – and you think this wouldn't be the case because him, Steele, Tay and Pendles would have played fucking 100, 150 games together. So you think they would have a good combination by now and a good rapport with each other. So – I'm not sure what the case is. It's a combination of things, but um, yeah, hopefully they fix it soon. No, I just and what so is the is the outer ruck changing Corey while the game's changing? Does it need to evolve? As by that I mean now the game is so fast that maybe it, maybe the, the the bash up forward isn't a bad idea. Is it and is it as important as what it was? Because there's done so many as many stoppages in that these days. And well, I think the one that what it's going to open itself up to now is, yeah, is that real hit where you smash it 20, 30, 40 metres. Like, and it's not only doing it because you want to break up all that congestion that's in tight, but I think the game nearly encourages a little bit now that if look, and it, the thing is, in the past, if you hit it long like that and you got it wrong, the coaches would have a go at you. But whereas now, I think if you're trying to see that you're trying to move the game forward and take the game on. I think I think those hits, and, and I'm, again, we're only using knick-knack because it seems like they always come off. The good thing about it is when you mix up your hits, you're not predictable. Yeah. And at the moment, yeah. they're very predictable. They're either coming in, they're coming to a stoppage, and then Grundy's either just going to let, like you'll come in and say, right, Swanee, I'm just going to the left-hand side. I'm hitting the same spot every time. So the opposition know that. Whereas... Nick Nat, because he mixes his hit, hits so, up so much that he's like sometimes he might hit it long, but then when he does want to hit it short, they're, they're all they're not all going to the same spot because he's been unpredictable. Yeah, that that centre bounce work on Saturday night was was a masterclass. When he was just he was hitting it like offhand, you know, sitting it left right, and obviously they work on it. But um, yeah, I think the Ruckman, unless you're Nick Nat or um, like a real good one, people might mid well, clubs might start just in point putting a fifth midfielder in there, like get like a big forward to take the ruck and then throw a midfielder in there because it's all there's no stoppage anymore. So you can run around the ground and get another fifth mid to fucking run around the ground and help link up. But but who knows? Um, who knows? Um, smarter people than us. What time in the Kangas, Corey? <laughs> Oof. <laughs> big well, I don't know. I, I I look at it this way: that North Melbourne haven't finished on the bottom. I think since 1972 or 73. Oh no, 72 or 73. So for 50 years, I reckon the Kangas fans out there have had it pretty good. You've you've won four flags. You've had some pretty good players to watch, and you know what? We're pro- I I think over the last 15 years, not bottom bottoming out, and always finishing seventh, eighth, ninth, and maybe scraping through for a prelim, they've ripped the Band-Aid off and what they've ripped off is pretty ugly. But I think they're just going to have to stick fat and and just, okay. just see it through. Oh, if the over-under game, total games one, two and a half, what are you taking? 
Well, I had a, I did have a bet with Wayne Carey when we were, I, I did save him a game of football. You should have seen the delight when he rang me when, because Wayne Carey, for, for people that don't know, did a function for me in Queensland. And you've never that would have been, heard that would have been that would have been for free, mate. Right, Thompson. That would have been no, would have been no, a love no, job. No, no. There was there was uh, you, uh, foldy stuff does still exist. On it. <laughs> you do know that. But one one bet that I, number one, he was very happy with me the night that he got sent home from the footy. You've never heard anyone so oh, happy yeah. back up the Geelong freeway. And you go, you never guess what's happened. I've been sent home from the footy. Yeah, <laughs> and I was watching. I thought, there's no chance he's been in Brisbane or been caught there. I was being Yep, actually, I, I, I was there. I was there. Send me home. Through him, rap. He was in Brisbane, but I have had a bet with him that uh, when we we're at a function up there, he said that they wouldn't win any games. I had a five hundred dollar bet with him. And they'll, so they'll get one. They'll surprise one. They'll surprise the, someone at the, in the back end of the year. Uh, I don't know who it's going to be. Well, I reckon, I reckon, I reckon over two and a half. Yeah. Oh, fuck. It's a tough one. I reckon they get two. Look, it's it's not it's not going to be a lot, but it's going to be hard. But you know what? Maybe I'm more um, realistic about it. That you've had a good run, so you know you just got to stick fat. The only thing I'm I wasn't a fan of when we could have got Logan McDonald. Like when we could have, when we could have picked, we lost Ben Brown. We don't. Well, Ben Brown decided he'd go and play for Ralphie's mob, and um, or more, he he made that choice himself through a few silly decisions, I think. Um, but we could have got, we could have ended up with another power forward. I would have liked to have seen Logan McDonald, but hey, we've we've still done all right, and let's just wait and see what happens. So why'd you tweet today? If you want to proper paganism to sum this up, don't piss down my back and tell me it's raining for the article about Brad Scott. You know why I laughed? I did laugh at the... You know the thing I laughed at in that article? It actually made... When he said... What was the article? Sorry? There was an article today. Was it yesterday or today? About Jake Jake Noel in Sunday Age. He pretty much... Gabe, um, Brad's got a good pump up. I'm sure there's people out there that might have uh, put Jake up to it. But um, anyway, he did mention in the article that he, he thought that there were forces and he mentioned the 90s crew. So when he mentioned that, I had visions of the Carlton crew that we were sitting up in the grandstand, <laughs> Ralphie, and the duck would have been Alphonse and and I was, David King was <laughs> like, he would have been Carl Williams. <laughs> so I don't know. I, uh, he did mention a paganism in there and I just thought it was exactly that. If you want to piss Emma back and tell me it's raining, which just means you're bullshitting to me. <laughs> so do you, do you think that there's, there's, it, it was the case that Brad didn't feel embraced by that North crew and that uh, this new um, regime, if you like, do? No, I would probably suggest that it was probably the other way around for players like myself and whatever. If you ever went down there when Brad was there, that I would say that it was you. It, it wasn't embraced. Um, but I don't know. That, that, they're just my thoughts. I don't know how other players feel, but I know on the occasions where I went down, um, I'm pro- whether they were they were my feelings. I know there are a few other players. Were they the nineties crew? I don't know, but I think it extended outside of just the nineties crew. I think you go ask players from a few different eras and wouldn't think that I don't know, I compare it to a little bit to Dennis Pagan. One thing that I will pump up Dennis that he, if you ever saw a pass player standing at like at the side of the room and even if we were right in the middle of our warm up, Dennis would make a beeline and go over and say, How you going, son? And great to see you down here. So 
That's Dennis Pagan, the famous horse trainer, isn't it? That is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Where, where do you think that fine line is, Swatty? Because um, of what? I've, I've, well, I've spoken to lots of you know mates of mine who are roughly the same age and, and uh, who have been uh, been great to their clubs, not necessarily even in uh, in footy in different sports, and they they feel like they're sort of it, it, that's probably and and you're you're now at a local footy club that they feel like because it's a professional work area, they feel like a bit of a spare dick if they turn up at a footy club compared to a footy club function like you're going to go to on Saturday night, yeah. et cetera. Yeah, no, well, if you're talking about just lobbing, I I made a conscious decision when I finished. Well, when I travelled and I didn't want to be one of those blokes hanging around the footy club all the time just because we were such a big part of it. I was like, I just want to let the footy club find its own identity and stuff like that. Now, would I go back there and just hang – look, I'd – Tazer and that works there, but like I, would, I don't think I'll ever be the type to like I'm walking during lunch and sit down and eat with the boys and go, hey, fuck boys, what's going on? Like, blah, blah, blah. That, that's not me, but um, I think Collingwood are, well, do they do much with the old boys? No, but with COVID, I'm not sure you can the last couple of years. We have a life members um, dinner this Saturday night, the president. So I think the Rat Pack getting together, guys who we all get plus one, so the guys who aren't life members will have to carry him in. Uh, <laughs> Such as? I actually don't know yet. Um, I think Dimmer's going to come. I think, like, our good blokes, past players, so I think Benny Kinnear, the man who, well, we can name him now, Kamo, I think, but I think he's away, so he's, um, like, Dimmer, UK, just all, all the old, I think Heath, I think Heath's coming, Jono, um, so that'll be good, but, but Collingwood don't really do much with the old boys. I've never really, I haven't been invited down to training or I can come in for lunch or anything like that, so I don't know whether that's, maybe that changes if there's new regime there, I'm not sure, but because I guess the current one doesn't like any of my friends, so I doubt he'd, <laughs> so, so I doubt he'd invite them, but um, I'd have no, I'd have no problems going back there if they wanted to talk to us, but fuck why they want to talk to us. <laughs> And is that why you also, because Corey, you obviously West Meadows, that it's actually good to get back to local footy after you've been a pro yeah. because it, you just sort of get back into the normal footy, so to speak. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm still intrigued how yep. you you are playing footy. <laughs> anyway, yeah, because I, I received a fateful phone call probably on the Friday before he's meant to play a game at West Meadows, <laughs> and there and mind you, we've worked on this game. For the good part of six months, the 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 prodigal son's coming back to play against Oak Park on the Saturday, and then on the what was it the Tuesday or the Wednesday, Swanee? The Wednesday, I think. A few days later, Thursday or something. Yeah. Someone has tweeted that there might have been a little bit of a clause in someone's contract that they're not meant to be playing footy, and all the work that we put in for the previous six months was going to go down the shitter. So thanks for bringing it up again. Um, <laughs> sorry, yeah. Who the fuck got Corey on this podcast? <laughs> um, no, well, I'm, I'm, I'm allowed now, so um, in five years, mate, I'm only doing it for a bit of fun, which I was at the um, five years ago, whatever it was, and I guess COVID um, clubs are in need, so I'm just... Yeah, um, the AFL said I'm now allowed to go back to community footy, mate. So if you've seen the way I'm playing, mate, I get they'll have absolutely no problems with me <laughs> running around. If you see the way I'm moving, so I'm um, not. It's good, mate. It's good to be back involved in, in a footy club. I would have gone back down to Westie, but with a newborn, mate, driving from 
fucking Paranda Westman Rose at five five o'clock on a Tuesday Thursday night. No thanks. That's an hour. Then on the way home, like no thanks. So just have play a few games for St Kilda City. That'll be a bit of fun. I'll be training tonight. Um, yeah, we play Friday night actually, first game. So that should be a bit of fun. So all Uh, all your games Friday nights. Nah, nah, just they kick off the season. They kick off this year, this year, this Friday, like against four Colts. I was going to say, that, that would have been handy if all your games were Friday night. Yeah, I know. You, you felt like a North Melbourne player. Yeah, <laughs> mate. Like Friday night, so, mate, pitch black. I'm not sure how their lights are going to work, but I'm not sure they've got MCG kind of lights, so might get lost in the pocket. But, um, no, nah, it'll be a bit of fun. Uh, my local footy is obviously a smidgen more relaxed and playing AFL, so... Um, and I don't have to, you know, you don't have to put in nowhere near the amount of work. So, man, it's just nice fun having a kick and just being involved in the community, especially after what happened with COVID and not being able to do anything. Just being able to nice to get out. And obviously, my weekends aren't what they were prior to having a baby. So, um, it's not like I can socially catch up with fucking ten of my mates every Saturday night now and just get on the piss and you know think my life's changed. So. This is sort of one way of staying, keeping in touch with, you know, with, I guess, a community. So it's, um, yeah, it'll be good fun. Like, I won't play every week. Um, I certainly won't play next week. Um, I'll play this Friday night. It'll probably be two or three weeks recovery. Then I'll go again and <laughs> um, just, just play by ear. But um, I think I'll get better as the year goes on. Like, my body's just certainly not used to, to playing footy. Like, the game I played in Tassie, I'm still sore. But my adductors are still killing me. And that was that standard. I would imagine it's a fair bit worse than just standing on a bit to play. So um, I'll, I'll report back fucking next week and let you know when, I guess. All right. Well, Sam, by the way, it's been very hard to bring you in because you just look like a tennis ball, as Dane said. And and we haven't even said, how come we're actually not together in a studio? Yeah. I don't actually know, Ralph. This is your idea, but um, I, I'm, I'm on... Isn't this because you're going away? I am going away. I'm on, I'm on an early flight in the morning, but... um. When did you get so, back, Dane? So why couldn't we do this? Why couldn't we do this today? What What do you do during the day, Ralph? My best. Uh, well, okay. Well, that's <laughs> obviously not fucking good enough. <laughs> right. Listen to questions from Zach. Dane, um, I got back. I, I got back yesterday. I got back yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, because I had this penciled in for, for this morning, Ralph. We had this penciled in for ten a.m., but then we got the late notice that you wanted to do it online. So we just follow your your anyway. guidance. You know, Ralph's too big for us to face now. He just wants we, to talk we, to us online. Exactly From right. Zach, Dane, I'm studying a bachelor's degree in in wine science. What's your favourite wine? Certainly not the one that comes out of Taylor's mouth. Um, Dane Swan. <laughs> what? We, we, do, what? Do we have to call that out, Sam? Um, I no, do. No, she never wine. She's lovely. Um, uh, no, she's lovely. She never really complains. Most of the time. Um, have one of the Dinter's wines, wouldn't you? Yeah, indie, indie wines. Uh, what kind of wine do I like? Uh, probably like a, a Shiraz or something like that. Um, I like, what's my favourite wine? Oh, fuck, I, don't, I actually don't know what my favourite wine is. What have we got there? Um, oh, I can't remember. I'll, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. But... Sorry. um. Corey, uh, I like the basket press, rocking the basket press. It's nice. Um, they're, 
their sparkling red's not bad either. They look fancy, I think. Yeah, what? They're sparkling. Oh, what'd you call it? Alicante, I think that's what it's called. Sam? I'm not really a big wine drinker, to be honest. No. no. Uh, what's Dane's biggest win of the punt and what's his biggest loss in the punt? No, I'm not, I'm not a big punter. Like, I don't, it's strange as it seems. I don't gamble to win money. Like, as much as I like to, I, I do it to keep me yeah. entertained. Exactly. Uh, I think... 30k, I think, is probably my biggest win. Biggest, yeah, yeah, yeah. My my biggest, like, one bet, like, just was, I think, I had a, I think my biggest, one, like, just a one-off bet was five grand. I think that was my biggest bet. That was that was on that and that one that paid two dollars fifty. But Derek. MVP. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say which race. <laughs> yeah, no, what that was. I'm not. I, I yeah, I'm more sports betting, so I like to see my money go around for more than thirty seconds. Uh, well, all good. Sometimes said your betting advice certainly paid off for round three. Thank you very much. So there you go, Dane. You just helping. There you go. Oh, exactly. Job, From Jackson, will Dane be putting a baby on board sign up on his car? Face right palm bucket question. sort of setup. Right oh no. Do any of you, you usually all got family? Do you have those stickers? Like you know how you can see your family? Well, I'm not sure that's me. Um, <laughs> but, no, um, baby on baby on board sticker. Listen, I can't imagine. Ashley asks. I think this is Ashley, lady. Uh, how was your holiday, Dane? Did you bring your shit weather with you? I absolutely did. Um, no, the first two days were magnificent, and then they pissed down rain for for four days. Um, so we like, went to Aaron. We got Aaron kicked out of his place because. His in-laws were coming, so we moved, and that was that was that was gastro-laden house anyway. So we got out of there. Um, then we moved to the casino for a few nights, and it was uh, we didn't move much. Thanks, we were there on the Saturday, rained all day, so I just watched the races in the footy, even though they were shit games. Um, yeah, but it was nice just to get out, get away, and I'd sit in hotels. Hotel living's nice every now and then, just being a bum. But actually, you know, the fucking worst thing about COVID was that in the casino there was no room service. And no minibar. Can oh. you build no minibar? Oh, mate, the minibar is the best thing about travelling. Mate, you just eat, mate, oh, I'll have that, I'll have that Coke, I'll have that fucking banner, I'll have that chocolate bar, I'll have those Pringles. Mate, I was <laughs> heartbroken when they said um, the minibar's off. It's upsetting. Actually, I heard uh, Triple M, including your mate Tomo, Dale Thomas, talking about Brisbane being here for the week and the pressure of not overeating at the, at the minibar and the buffets. Oh, Can I ask you both about the strategies there? Um, oh mate, the, well, that, was the best thing, that was the best thing about interstate travel. The buffet, that was magnificent. The one in like, the well, I don't know what you think, Swanee, but that the the buffet at the Buxton in Perth was something to behold. Or I don't know whether it was the fact was it any good, but usually by the time you got there, the, you were that fucking hungry you would eat anything. <laughs> yeah, that's nah, why like Duck was on, and he said that Mickey Martin was the best at it. Yeah, Mick, Mick got told off to keep going back to get pancakes all the time. <laughs> From but there was a stra- there was a, there is an extra strategy for doing it. The, the rookie mistake is that when you start at the front of the buffet, you don't pile everything on. You actually do a walk of the buffet first, yep, and then you circle back because you find that you'll come on at the start and you put all the 
you've loaded up too early and then you've got no room on your plate and then you've either got to somehow get it off because you can see all the coaches looking at you how much food you've put on your plate. Yeah. There was, mate, there was a huge rush for the dessert bar once the coaches left the room. You just, <laughs> mate, you'd sit there for about 15 minutes, just like a, like a Mexican... Was it a, was it a standoff, Mexican standoff? Is that what they called it? Or, yeah. Mate, you just sit there and go, as soon as they left, bang, straight to the freezer, ice creams, like the... Apple pie, whatever it was. Who was the best the on the crumble, bank of Collingwood? The apple crumble. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it was magnificent. Um, oh, me, Mads, Jono, we're all pretty good. <laughs> Heath, good doers. Um, yeah, mate. Well, so I was, I was never real hungry after the game, so I'd eat it all before a game. That's what I. That's what I felt my value at the buffet was. <laughs> I, was, I, was I, I wasn't real hungry after the game, or I was devising a plan to sneak out, so I wasn't really. <laughs> so I didn't really, didn't really want to hang around with the coaches and the and the boys who were going to tell on me um, after after the game. So, but I, I was good. I was great at the buffet. Like you get your pasta, then you get your rolls. You put the pasta in the rolls or in the bread. Um, then you get chicken, chicken in the pasta. I'd stay away from the risotto because the risotto was very. Like that's in a Bay Marie, that's nasty. Like you don't know how long it's, it's very hit or miss. Yeah. yeah, how long it's been sitting there. So I was more your just your spag bowl man. I'd eat like go back a couple of times and just like have pasta sandwiches or pasta rolls, and um, then mix a, mix a bit of the chicken and beef through the pasta. So that that was kind of my go. The, the salads and the veggies would get a wide berth, um, and then I'd smash a dessert bar, and then obviously the Pringles and the lollies and that when we were sitting down watching the footy that night or fucking doing whatever, um, playing poker online till four in the morning. <laughs> Sam, I think we're out of this one. Uh, from Brad, and I'm including you though, Corey, Swanee, have you ever been able to dunk a basketball on a regulation hoop and who at Collingwood was the best slam dunk champion? Did Scott Pendlebury ever play basketball? No, <laughs> you'd be surprised to learn that he did, Ralph. <laughs> really? And, and I think he took Paddy Mills' spot at the, AI, at the AIS, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> Or Paddy Mills took his spot, I think, is the way it is. Um, can I dunk? No. Um, with a tennis ball, I could. But I, 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 can't, I can't palm the ball. So um, I could, like, I can jump up and sort of touch it two hands. I could, if, the, if I could palm a ball, I reckon I could dunk, but I couldn't do it very well. I'd just be able to do a real shitty, like, half-broken one. Um, best dunker at Collingwood. We see this is how far we weren't. Well, we'd play basketball like up during wake summer, and, and we get told off, and people weren't allowed to play basketball because we, you know all football sitting there basketballers or cricketers at certain times. Um, the best dunker, Brody's Brody's a good dunker. Brody because he's big, but no one like stood out where they were doing it through the legs or anything like that. It was just all tall blokes, good dunk. There was no one I looked up and go, "Fuck, he's talented." They were all just. Good shooters. Corey, basketball with Kangas? Uh, Adam Simpson could dunk it for someone that's only, when I say only, I think he'd be six foot one, six foot two, but he could he could dunk it. I used to think I could dunk it and nearly kill myself. <laughs> but, I mean, could you imagine Imagine Nick Natter, New York, imagine him dunking it. It would be the closest thing to LeBron James you've ever seen. Oh. Mm, I imagine he'd be able to do it pretty well. Yeah, it wouldn't be tired. And we'll finish with this from Stagnation. How did Sam come to be on this podcast? What was the connection between Ralph or Swanee? Sam, you can answer this. Tennis ball. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I knew Dame before this. 
um, through life and friends and work. Um, and I knew that obviously the the ship needed steering to safer waters in the uh, when uh, he who was not allowed to be named, but we now can named uh, Scott Cummings was unceremoniously let go from the podcast. We'll say let go. We wasn't kicked off. He left. Uh, and uh, I knew there was, yeah, a, there we, was uh, a spot there and you didn't want to let it go. It's such a great show. And so why not get is. a token female on board? And I'm as, probably as close to a token female as you can get, I'd say. That's right. So now women's groups can't abuse us. Correct, because I'll just because say the things. We're not, sexist, we, we're not sexist pigs anymore because we, we have a woman who's a sexist pig. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I met you about two months before the shit at the fan because Dane said, can you meet a friend of mine? She's interested in doing some podcasts. Yeah. And then we, we had a chat. And then like what a strange months turn later, of events. Exactly. Yeah, I, know. I had a complete, later, completely different podcast idea to go with. And I still one day would like to get there, but, you know, I'm having a, a child. And, and if I go by what Dane has told me so far when you have a child you get quite busy and your life kind of seems to dissolve into the background and it becomes all about the, the poo machine being I, a baby. I honestly don't know. It's got me beat how you think you're doing this show like straight after having a baby. Well, we're going to have – you're going to have – this it's is got a, me beat. Okay, look, I, I may eat my words once I've had the child because I haven't had a child in my life before, but I'm pretty sure they sleep for two hours – in two-hour blocks, right? They, they do sleep. They sleep a lot, particularly in the first couple of weeks. There's no reason we can't punch punch out a, a podcast while yeah, baby's but, sleeping. Okay, but I think I think your energy might not be up for <laughs> – Okay, well, listen, I, I could be proven wrong. This I could is be very true. No, I hope I am. I, I hope I am, Sam, because like you said, we need someone to steer the ship. You can just punch out the podcast at about 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning when Sam's just up feeding. Absolutely. She'd be really in the mood. I'll call you <laughs> yeah, guys okay. and go, let's well, do a podcast. I'm feeding. Let's go. Well, that'll be the end of Swanee and Friends. Absolutely. That's it. Uh, Corey, are you doing your walk with me's? What, what are we doing at the moment? Yeah, still doing a walk with me, which has been really cool to do. Just uh, helping people with their physical and sort of mental fitness, which has yeah, been pretty rewarding. And No, nah, but looking forward to so this week, it's Masters Week, and I was having a look through. I know you love the form guide, Ralphie, and it's got me completely fucked at the moment. There's about 12 blokes who I think can win it, so I don't think I'm going to be any hope once again. But it's usually a good tournament to bet on, but not with what I've looked at. I can mount a case for the first 12 golfers on there. <laughs> but well, if, you had to, if, you, if you had to pick one for our, our punters, love of punt, that's yes. what we call them, punters. If you had to flick one name out there for us. Each way, can you, you can back each way or top ten. The, one, the, the ones I do love, Swanee. I love the ones like the Adam Scott. I looked before Adam Scott was sixty to one for the value ones. Like they, you look for guys who have played uh, well at Augusta before. So you got Adam Scott sixty to one. Mark Leishman finished runner up, and he's a hundred to one. Um, even um, Phil Mickelson, he's a hundred and fifty to one. Now he's won it three times. I know he's fifty one years old, but I tell you what, he can still hit it a long way. But you still really you can't go past either I think either Jordan Speed or Dustin Johnson. Who's the bike who belt the hell out of it at the moment? I saw him hitting balls on the practice fairway this morning and if he keeps hitting it that hard, he had a club What's head. Bryson 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 DeChambeau is his second favourite. Um he's remarkable. Like I I just I just can't see around Augusta. The thing that's different with Augusta this year is that the crowds will be back. And Swanee would know this is the best example I can give for everyone out there. Imagine playing the MCG, a grand final with no one there. 
as Swanee knows, when you run out in the MCG, it's just a totally different feeling when you run out and have that crowd back. And that's what Augusta, they're going to have some crowd back this year. And I can't see someone like Bryson and having people back in the adrenaline of actually playing de- uh, back at Augusta that you've got to dial it back a, a little bit. And look, it's it's great fun for us to, to watch him hit it that far, but I just can't, I, I can't see him winning. But that's famous last words from a punting point of view, Ralphie. No, that means my mate, my mate Brooks, Brooks Kepka. How he go? He's coming off surgery. I know that. I did hear he's your mate, Brooks. Brooks Kepka. I, I did hear a little story, but um, uh, he look for a while, Swanee. He was as good as anyone in world golf. He's come off an injury. Um, yeah. I wouldn't write him off because he's, he's. I saw the record today for everyone else in the same four year period. He's something like. 85 under par in the majors and the, and the next best one, which Dustin Johnson has been as good as anyone. And I think he's only 55 under par. Mm. So he does play the big tournament. A little well. sprinkle, little sprinkle, little sprinkle. <laughs> Top 10. And I'll give you something for the Kangas, Corey, because I learnt this from Dane watching the Renegades over the summer. You math science, you're very close to your next win. You are. <laughs> they were going to get one. So if you keep, they, they're not going to be under two bucks the whole year. So if you've got the money to keep going with them, they will get one. <laughs> they will deliver. It's been up day with Swanee and Friends. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 